Adam, I think your dream will happen today. Wayne's yeah. not here. Because work. Allergies. He says work. Allergies have disabled my voice. I've yeah, tried re- I've tried rebooting it several times today. Will not work. Hard so reset. Plug it and plug it back in. I did. Hard reset didn't work. So you know what that means, right? It's my time to shine. It is. It is. Now, now we've just alienated half of our audience. Half? Wayne's crowd has already turned it off. Oh. Because you said Wayne's out. Well, like the five percent? Whoa. Ooh. <laughs> you know he's gonna listen. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. It is the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh from 919 Beer. Wayne Holt is on assignment. On assignment. He legitimately has something going on today, so he can't make it. Uh, We will check in with Compass Rose. Uh, We've done a beer podcast out there. It's always a good time, and they got some new stuff to try out, so looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to Mason Jar for the food today. Turkey delicious on a wrap today. I like that. Yeah, it was good. Because right? typically I've had it on the sourdough. Yeah. And uh, I like I liked it in wrap form. Travels well in wrap form. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Speaking of travel, you will be going to Asheville soon, Couple right? Couple weeks, yep. I was just in Asheville. Yes. We'll be going for different reasons. To uh, You're not going to go see Sturgill Simpson several weeks late? I will, I will not be going there for a concert. Okay, gotcha. I'm actually going there because I have to pick up beer for a tap takeover. Ah, uh, I see, I see. But I'm making a making the most of it. I did something ridiculous when I was in Asheville. I re-downloaded Untapped. I didn't know you had undownloaded it. I got a new phone. I never put the app back on. Okay. And I and the reasons why now look, Untapped has been in the news lately. I guess we can, since I brought it up, we can go ahead and get to it. They're in the process of acquiring or already did acquire Beer Advocate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's actually a feature on the founder of Untapped on WREL TechWire, because they're a North Carolina-based company what, yes, out in Wilmington, are. right? And, of course, you got the Untapped Beer Festival that's taking place out of Bank of America Stadium year two. I'm sure they'll work out the kinks from the first go-round. Hopefully the weather will be better for them this year, too. But um, th- does this matter? I honestly, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Just because I don't pay attention to it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. I know people still use Untapped. He, oh yeah, absolutely. And people people still, still use Untapped, and businesses use Untapped because oftentimes, rather than using a chalkboard, you've got the oh, rotating their, their beer menus, selection. Hands down, yeah, are are wonderful. Yeah, and because so many people use Untapped, it's you've already tapped into that market. Yeah, and one of the best things about using it for the menus. Uh, is that, like, if I'm on there and I want to search for a certain beer, mm-hmm. I can see of of those accounts on that the use, system. yeah, of those accounts who use unta- the untapped menus, I can see which accounts are carrying that beer right now. Yeah, or or it's on deck at a certain place, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, which is a great feature for for the users. I think uh, restaurants just have a good advantage for being able to use untapped because of of so many people having it i don't really know how many people take the rankings that seriously anymore yeah i mean like at this point i don't know i mean did beer ever really have like a wine aficionado type thing or cigar aficionado type thing yeah i don't like i I never saw like when i go to when i go to total wine to go pick up wine not beer but if i go to total wine or i go to wegmans and i go to the wine section they will have a big giant you know 
wine whatever magazine rated 90 you know i mean but we, i never i never rate beer and beer advocate and that's but i never i never been, see that i never it's actually, never caught on like like wine if i go to a bottle shop i'm not going to see a sign that says this rated whatever on untapped or has a consistent rating of this on untapped or a beer advocate typically what i see if it's one of metal i never see anything about the actual rating if it's one of metal or what honestly i even prefer and and maybe it's just the holly springs lowe's beer yeah. den but i think it's most of them and a lot of other bottle shops they'll like put like a sticker or something on it that says so and so's favorite i see okay and and it's like going what, to, it's like going to a record store yeah and what that this person does, recommends what that does like if you see those guys in the store all right tell me about this beer why is this beer your favorite why should i try this it's like going to blockbuster in the 90s here's what the uh the movie yeah did they had the, the whole wall they had right? a wall it's like the staff suggests this movie staff suggestions and i think that's i think uh, how um i don't want to say accurate it is how um how intensely those guys prefer those beers i don't know but it's it's at least a personal touch so last time i used untapped was on december 2nd 2018 okay been a little over a year 14 months yeah so i figured i'd download it again because if we were going to talk about things that i was drinking in Asheville, there was no way to I was keep gonna, track there was no way i was going to be able to remember all these things so we got a little bit of a late start going out to Asheville. You got there Saturday, right? Uh, yes, a little bit of a late start with kids and various other stuff. And the exchange with my parents. Went out to Lexington Barbecue, because mm. why not? Um, and went straight to Highland, because we hadn't been to Highland in a while. Oh. And it was a gorgeous day. Lo- Highland on like a 55-degree Saturday afternoon. It was perfect. It's awesome. It was perfect. It was- oh, and you guys, I hit you both up when you were at Wedge. Yes. 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 My favorite place that people watch. So the the people watching the people watching it at Highland was it looked like a Raleigh place. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, no. It's, Highland's it's really uh, Highland's video. much more mainstream. Very mainstream. A couple of people taking tours. Uh, the meadow was uh, nicely packed and like it was yeah. like fifty five degrees. It was yeah, sunny. It was perfect. So ended up having their what this something called treetops, which they had, they had just tapped, which was a double New England mm. because that's how I like to roll. You know me. Did that just for you? All of all of the New England. Yes, and then Kelly had the uh, the chocolate bonbon stout with cherries, which was absolutely fantastic. I actually Sounds gave it five bottle caps. Incredibly decadent. It was decadent. That's why I gave five bottle caps, Adam. And then we went over to Wedge, where I had the Dunkelweizen, which I was kind of. Oh, you got to go Gollum when you go Wedge, man. I didn't. They didn't have Gollum or the, the Vadim Vadimbura. I had um, I had that, and then their their West Coast IPA, not the Iron. No, their iron rail or whatever is actually English style. IPA. That's an English. They had a West Coast. Anywhere. It was it was called Golden Spike. That's what okay. it was called. And you know what? Nailed Solid the, beer. Not, nailed the style. I've I mean, never had a beer that, that I consider bad from Wedge. I've, no, you're right. In I've that, just never had like usually people go to Wedge. People when they go to Wedge and aren't prepared for what Wedge is, they get freaked out and can't finish their beer because. There's a lot of locals there. There are. And that was at the Wedge Studios <laughs> yes. right there on the river. All the art, um, whole arts. On the on the other side of the river from where New Belgium is. River Arts we, we, By the way, we avoided, we avoided New Belgium because when we got to our Airbnb around 3 o'clock, Airbnb was within walking distance of New Belgium. Yeah. And Kelly and I were thinking, all right, we'll just go. And then when we turned the hill corner and we saw it, apparently nobody is really all that upset that they've been purchased by a conglomerate. Yeah. Everybody was there. And it was 
there was a line going out the door yeah. to uh, to get into the spot. So anyway, so enjoyed Wedge for a little bit. Then we went into downtown and we tried the new spot, Dissolver. Oh yeah, which I guess it oh, is. Oh, you sent a picture of those pretty beers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Shibby 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 was a side pull pilsner that mm. gave in, in the in the big giant mug. Big news: we just purchased a side pull, and I'm oh, very you did? excited about it. All right, it. all right. For those who are not familiar with the side pull and why it's a big deal, explain and why you're excited to get it because <laughs> it's super expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beyond, somebody, beyond it being expensive, uh, to, for the purposes of simplicity, yeah, um, it a lot like a slow pour faucet will uh, help uh, break down the carbonation a little bit more, yeah, uh, and and soften that beer up. But it takes a long time to pour it, and you can actually control that that side pour uh, a lot better. So if you want to just pour it regularly, you can do that on. On the side pour, it also produces nice thick head. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, and it'll linger. Um, the most remarkable one I had was a side pulled uh, barrel, twelve week barrel lagered Hellas at Hill Farmstead oh, back in in September, and that mm-hmm. thing was magic. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, but if you look for it and you know what you're looking for, it's it does not look like a regular tap. Nope it it almost has uh, it. it the it's like it says side pull it is it's got a handle on the side mm-hmm. and um you pull it out usually only pull it out to 40 to 45 degrees out and and let that it's it's mostly bubbles that are that are mostly foam that looks like it's coming out what are you going to be what are you guys going to be pouring uh we're we're going to break it out for our spring fest party on March 21st mm-hmm. and we have a barrel lagered version of um our spring fest Best beer. I might show which up. Which we're really excited about. So that'll be the first one we do. But uh, we also have that new Star of the South Bavarian Pilsner that we might do a slow pour on. Mm-hmm. And we might just use it on a happy place. Oh, nice. Um, you, you can you can use it on whatever you want. Now, the vibe of Dissolver was interesting. I mean, essentially they crammed a brewery into a small parcel in downtown Asheville. Yeah. And I'm guessing... I is actually, it a brewery or is that just the tap room? No, it's a brewery. The brewery's in I there. I mean, okay. all the equipment's in there. I mean, to, and it's all cordoned off. Like, yeah. When you walk in on the left, it's all the equipment. On the right is the seating and a little outdoor area. And then there was a long line to get to the bar itself. Um, and, you know, this is becoming more and more of a thing where... And I and I credit, I credit Dissolver for this because it's easy to fall into a stereotype of what a brewery looks like, mm-hmm. right? Or what the what the bar area is going to look like. This was clean and modern. It was not like, let's just kind of take in whatever is left of this building and right. it's kind of shabby chic, right? Um, this was, they had big giant LCD screens with animated um, menu boards, you know, telling you what beers were on tap. It would cycle through along with whatever, you know, they had a, they had a static, that a static screen, but to, to each side of that screen, they had, these animations, yeah, and that kind of helped with their whole aesthetic of what they're doing, and it had a big, a larger description of what the beer was as you were waiting in line and was cycling through. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, it gives you your Disney fix as you're waiting in a line, little bit, and, a little bit, and, and more information comes. I believe it's teasing that's you. A long I believe way. that's what the industry calls an activated, activated space. Activated spaces. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to last week's podcast. Yes, yes, indeed. So. I overheard a dude behind us saying, oh, I think there's like the like one of the burial guys opened this, which yeah. is like kind of what we talked about last week too. And I, uh, where it hit me, I'm like, yep, this is probably a burial guy was when we had their sour called the slugging of time. And it was a, what you would expect. It was, it was very, very good. Uh, then we went over to wicked weed 
Because nobody goes to WikiWeed anymore, right? Mm, yeah. yeah right. Sold out. It was, it was very, it was very, uh, it was very busy. So I had one of their um, fruited sours from the Funkatorium that they had on uh, on tap over there, and then went to on the next day. So that was it. You all beer, no, all no, beer. All no. Beer. You didn't stop by like Antidote or no, 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 Quill no, no, no. Or all beer. Um, Sovereign remedies. What do we What do we end up doing for dinner that day? I mean, we're all, have we did, you been to Antidote yet? No, we haven't been to Antidote yet. I've, I saw it. You got to go. But we didn't. We didn't go. We didn't go. But um, no. So we ended up. What did we do for dinner on Saturday? Because we were bouncing all over the place. I don't even remember now what we did. Oh well, it's no big deal. So um, Sunday we went out to Chimney Rock mm. just to get it. Just to get that was a really really nice day. So you got to go through Hickory Nut Gorge, and as I'm going through, there was a brewery right there on the river. Um, I sent you a picture of this. What was funny to me is like, it's a brewery. They only had three bar- bars, uh, three um, beers on three tap. beers on tap, and then they're all eight percent or more, ah, with the exception of one. Good hiking beer, right? With the exception of one, which was a mild ale at three and a half percent. I'm like, perfect. Let's do this. I wouldn't recommend that one. Okay, it was just beer flavored water, mm. but the other stuff I'm sure was good. Perfect location. I mean, I'd love to hang out there because it's literally right there on the river. Yeah. And I'm sure once we go back in the spring and the river kind of dies down a little bit from the snow melt or what we had for snow this year, um, easy place to take the kids because you can just kind of tool around there in the water while you're just kind of hanging out. Of course, you have to stay about your wits. And then we went to the Sturgill Simpson, uh, Simpson show that Sunday uh, where it's essentially a Highland building. So you can have whatever Highland beer you want. Uh-huh. Uh, they also had New Belgium stuff there. I had their Mountain Time lager. Um while I was there, and then we also, we went to New Belgium later that afternoon on Sunday, and that this is what I wanted to talk about. So when you used to go to a place like New Belgium, you could get whatever flight you wanted. They would hand you a card, you write down the four beers you want, you get them, and it's priced whatever. But they've streamlined the process now. If you want a flight, they hand you a menu. You can get the core flight, the sour flight, the whatever flight, you know, like the seasonal flight. That's all you get. You you do not get to mix and match anymore on that i guess that's because they're trying to keep things moving but i think they're trying to simplify everything they probably have several different price points and when you start matching them and things like that it becomes becomes painful yeah it becomes a pain in the butt so i can understand why they don't want to do that so yeah that was ultimately the trip i mean sturgill put on a great show um he just decided to destroy his guitar like in a good way it was a lot of fun so i'm glad we uh we ended up doing that we're going out we're, we're going back out to Asheville. Um, in the spring, do a couple different things with the kids. Treat it more of like a home base to um, to go out to various other places. Maybe go to Smoky Mountains, that kind of stuff. Sure. So there you go. Nice. That was my Asheville trip in a nutshell. What about you? I uh, we had our pajama party. Oh, that's right. You sent me a picture. Saturday. Today. Yeah, Megan came down. Um, Megan and Laura both came down. Yeah. We released our uh, we released two beers, but we released uh, re released our our amber, which. Uh, we only had to re-release it because it sold out too quickly last time oh, it was what in. Oh, a problem! Um, but uh, the Keller Hellas, mm-hmm. which we're super excited about, and uh, really happy with that beer. Um, I would highly recommend anybody coming down to the tap room to to grab a pint or two, and uh, it's it's super enjoyable. And it was fun. It was just live music and hanging out on a Saturday evening. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good time. So yeah, that was Saturday, and then the boy had soccer on. 
on Sunday, and we had a beer economy meeting on Sunday afternoon as oh, well. Oh, man, it's about and, that time, huh? And it is about that time, and in fact, it's so about that time, and Wayne and I keep forgetting this, um, tickets, early bird tickets go on sale uh, Friday morning at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a leap year, you know. Yes. This I've coming heard. weekend is, is it leap day? Yeah, leap, leap day. Year sa- day. How do we? It's leap day Saturday. I'm actually headed day. down to Orlando to go visit my brother for his birthday slash leap day party. Gotcha. I'm planning on, I'm not going to the parks, but I'm going to go to Disney Springs and check out, apparently they opened up a new spot that's got like 71 taps of local beers and mm. whatnot, so be interested in seeing that. I'll report back on the next podcast. Nice. Well, uh, Beer Econa Early Bird tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Remember the other thing from Asheville. As long as they last. Speaking of Mason Jart, the um, I guess you guys had done something in Asheville, some sort of tap takeover, yeah, I mean, some we, sort of collab. Or I, whatever I couldn't it was. answer which one we we did, but we've done several. So I was standing in line at Wedge, and there was a lady who was amused by the line. Uh, there was one big line for the bathroom, one big line for the bar itself. I didn't know which one was which. Kind of like and where together. was this at Wedge? At Wedge. Oh yeah, yeah. Wedge is basically two big lines. Yes. So, so I was like, which one's which? I'm like, okay, this is the beer line. So the lady starts talking to me. Um, oh, because I was wearing a trophy mm-hmm. uh, sweater. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I love their beer. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we're from Raleigh. I, I made a joke. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like a sporting event. If you're going to go, you're wearing the home team shirt, right? Or something like that. And um, apparently she does, as a side business, she's doing like beer tours. Okay. I've heard that's a big thing in Asheville. People like going there to drink a bunch of beer and go yeah. to different places. So it's a side business or whatever. So she's doing tours in Asheville. In Asheville. Okay. In Asheville. And um, she then goes, um, it's like, well, have you ever heard of Mason Jar? I go, yeah. Like, well, actually. Well, actually. I go, yeah, well, that's funny you mentioned that because I do this podcast with this guy who works for Mason Jar. And um, You didn't say my it's my best friend's place? No. Like, I thought that's I what you said. I, I didn't say it like that. No. Like, actually, my best friend... I'm Joe from the Beer Podcast, and my yeah, best she, friend's no, she didn't, brewery. It didn't, it, Go didn't, on. it didn't work that way. Okay. You, you're talking about Dave? Whoa. My best friend Dave? Wow. The guy who makes the beer? Ugh. <laughs> Not quality control? Anyway, what were you saying? No, I, sorry, I mentioned that. Now that you've hurt my feelings. Now she she mentioned that, and she raved about you. Oh, good. She about was, me or about the beer? About the beer, not yeah, you. She that's, know, that's she totally know who the hell Dave you are. For. She's like, oh yeah, they they just did an event. They had such fantastic beer. So there you go. I was like, Great. you got you guys got to do a reverse burial. You got you guys are gonna have to open up a spot. <laughs> open a spot in open Asheville. A, open up a spot in Asheville <laughs> and uh, start slaying your wares out there. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to going out there. I'm going out in a couple of weeks because I got to I've got to go uh, to Hillman. Yeah. And pick up beers from them for a tap takeover we're having in um, our Fuquay location uh, later in the month, the third third Tuesday of the month. Reminder, you can listen to the 919 Beer Podcast wherever you catch your podcast. If you're catching this on the air, we are available on all the places you can get your podcast. It's all part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. We've got a bunch of cool podcasts out there for you to check out, including our friends over at Wine and Dandy. Yes, you 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 assumed correctly. It's a podcast about wine. We also have our friend Kathy over at WRAL Out and About that keeps you up to date on all the latest restaurants and ongoings news here in Raleigh. And of course we have a bunch of sports podcasts as well that you can check out, including the Canes Corner and a few others like Tripartisan that we got going on on the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And get your early bird tickets for Beer Conda this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer Conda.com. 
Let's say hello to our guests on the 919 Beer podcast today from Compass Rose. They've been on before. We've been out there for grand old times. They even hosted, I believe... A, um, we did it on location there. We did it on location there a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and there were a couple other things that we had done out there as well. Did we had a Tecmo Bowl thing out there, didn't we? We wanted to. That's we still right. Should. So That's right. Tell we Megan do. we need to make that happen. We do need to make that happen. Trust me, it's a sore subject with me because I've been wanting to do this Tecmo Bowl tournament for a long time. Mm-hmm. Justin McConkie is the other voice you just heard. He's the brewer, and Scott Andujar is here as well, the assistant brewer. What's up? How's it going? Hey, Thanks there. for having us back. So, what is new at Compass Rose other than... You guys are like the spot for a birthday party. <laughs> birthday parties, family friendly, like a lot of the neighborhood breweries. Yes, yes. Um, you guys have, I mean, joking aside, you guys have carved out a niche there. It's a nice sure. open space. I know that was always part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And it clearly has taken off because oftentimes I will hear like, yeah, I'm going to something at Compass Rose because dot, dot, dot. Right. Yeah. The, oftentimes that's what we'll hear is people have, have been invited by somebody else for an event, which is always nice. There you go. They get to try your beer. But yeah, we're we're growing this year, so that's exciting. We're actually investing in some new tanks, um, a bunch of new barrels, uh, some other equipment to improve our efficiency and output. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tap room has put together a budget for significant improvements too, as far as uh, a number of projects that they're working on. So uh, it's it's uh, fun and exciting to be growing and and doing more fun things of what we love to do for for a living. You could say the rose is blooming. It is. Oh. It's blossoming. Actually, this that was, is part of my job. That was actually pretty I, I've good. got a voice, unlike unlike the other half of this podcast. This is true today, right? You got to speak twice as much since Wayne's not here. Yeah, well, how how that goes without saying. Um, how how old are you guys going to be now? Four. This is our fifth year. This is your fifth year, mm-hmm. and you will turn five when uh, in May. In May. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have our anniversary. We got a couple of releases that we are aging in barrels right now that we're excited about. So. And you've been there how long, Justin? This is my third year as, okay. as brewer, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So in that time, since I won't, I won't speak to before you were there because you, you can't answer that, but but since you have been there, what have been the the things you're, you've been most proud to see so far? As far as growth and changes? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first thing when I started, I got rid of uh, the guest beer and, and filled the taps with our beer, which you know is the main purpose of exist, existing there in the first place as far as I'm concerned. So that was uh, one thing I was definitely happy to do. Um, and then also introducing a wider uh, variety of styles, <clears throat> in particular styles that are you know more trendy and more popular, um, but also just being able to offer something for everybody um, instead of brewing what we could and then filling those gaps with with guest beers. Um, not that I don't drink other people's beer, but when sure. I want Compass Rose, I want Compass Rose. So, um, but yeah, that. Um, and then uh, one of the biggest improvements has been not having a one man operation back there. I've got Scott back there with me and we've developed a great working relationship where we oftentimes we know what the other needs before it even has to be said so that's always great um you know i was commenting the other day how it's it's a small environment we operate uh, a lot of its legacy information where it's not necessarily written down but we both know it so we know as we grow that's going to be something that will stylistically change in how we run the place but but that's been a, a great change though is not just having help physically but also more input uh, more creativity well and and for the beers over time, you've you've racked up a few awards here too. That yes, somehow you yeah. failed to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I, I, I wish we would have been louder about it. Um, but last year, yeah, we got two U.S. Open medals, a gold and a silver, uh, both for flagships. We we entered three three beers and two of them got medals in the U.S. Open. And that was our it's first time good entering. Betting so. average. There. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a, a wonderful surprise. Um, we'll be entering the same competition this year uh, as well as the GABF and. 
uh, and and just trying to stay competitive. Wait, well, what did you win? What what did you enter, and what did you win? <laughs> so we entered You're all. You're allowed three, to say the names. Yeah, we entered all three flagships. Uh, the ones that won were uh, Title Break IPA, a West Coast IPA that got the bronze in the West Coast category. Uh, following up to uh, to a, a very reputable IPA, I'm not going to give them free advertising, but we were very happy to be amongst those that we that we uh, uh, placed alongside. And then Scottsview uh, Scottish Export Ale mm-hmm. uh, that got the uh, silver. I'm sorry, yeah, the silver in the Scottish Export category. Yeah, uh, I actually so. have that on. I keep that on at Scratch. It's been yes. for a while. It does nicely for us. Yeah, we love having that down there. Great couple. It's a great food beer. So we, yeah. we love selling that to restaurants. So what are we drinking right now? So we're drinking our latest sour release. It's called Sachet, and it is a raspberry kettle sour. This pair is lovely with Sudafed. Mm. <laughs> oh, hopefully you can taste time it. out, Joe. Mm. Sympathy break. Yeah, Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> what? No, talk about your 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 no, allergies. It's, it's what people can't tell? Well, I'm just saying. Based on how I'm talking, I'm just I'm saying. Just, I've got an over under. Uh, for the number of times you're going to mention it throughout the show. And no, I just, I'm just saying. Make sure we, I'm, we take note of all of them. I brought up the Sudafed for a purpose, and Justin actually alluded to it. It's very, apologies, it'll be very difficult for me to get any sense of what's that's really good. going on here, but I could tell it's sour, so that's good. We, we'll, tell, we'll tell you how good it tastes. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, no, it's actually legitimately good. <laughs> can, so, you, can you taste? Yeah. No, no I, can, I can taste this. Um, so, why this? Why do we bring it? Well, no, what, this is why do we choose the recipe? Yeah, why? Because you talked about you know some trends and keeping up sure. and things like that. So what 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 are we going for here? So sour beer obviously uh, sells very well. It's also a great crossover in our tap room, um, getting a lot of families. Uh, it's not just you know uh, groups of beer drinkers necessarily going out. We have a lot of uh, cider drinkers, a lot of wine drinkers that come to our tap room, which has. Uh, always one cider on tap and a good wine list of at least six varieties or so, probably more than you'll find at most breweries. Um, but either way, we love crossing them over on the kettle sours because that's a great uh, appeal to anybody who likes anything acidic, obviously, like wine or, or cider. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, uh, very trendy style. Um, we have basically have come up with a base recipe that we keep rotating with new fruit, fruit additions and very okay. minimal changes to the grain bill. Uh, yeast um, hopping, uh, usually very little hopping, obviously. But uh, we, we we found something to play with, and we keep just putting new flavors on top. And we're doing the same thing with our hazy series right now as well, which we brought our latest release of that. Oh, thank God he brought a hazy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. I knew you wouldn't want to not have it. Tell Adam. tell tell the people what my instructions were to you. Adam specifically requested. Uh, I can't remember if she said clean or clear, but yes. I knew what you wanted. So you want? He's a crispy boy. I know. No, he yeah. works at a lager company. I mean, this, uh, this, this is true. This sour is nice and tasty. It's fi- it what five and a half percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quaffable. Yeah, really nice. Just nice, light, mm-hmm. clean flavor. Yeah, so, Scott. Our, what do you want to do with the flavors? You guys are rotating things. You want to do anything crazy? Just any well, sort with, of, with sours. Yes. Uh, well, if we concentrate on one or two fruits. We really need to get heavy on them, so mm. that's kind of what we've been doing. Uh, the with with this one here, uh, you know, we wanted to solely concentrate on on the raspberry because, well, everybody likes raspberries in beer, it seems. Yeah. So, so we just went with it, and it was a it was a home run. Awesome. Yeah, we um, <clears throat> are already have our next one in, in the works right now. It's going to be a cherry limeade inspired kettle sour coming out soon. Very excited about that one. That sounds pool crush worthy. Mm. Oh yeah, it's gonna be delicious for the right time of the cherry year. Cherry limeade is one of those that uh, Flying Machine has one. That, yes, that when they came I through, I absolutely I think they loved. 
It reminds me of um, going to Sonic for the good ice. Uh, but you go to Sonic and you get like like some of those limeades and things mm-hmm. like that, especially mm-hmm. happy hour. Do they still do happy hour at Sonic from like 2 to 4? Yeah, like half I think they drinks. do the beverages. Yep. Things are so good. They are. And when you make like a beer like have – I'm not saying it tastes exactly like that because you don't want beer to taste like soda, mm-hmm. children. Um <laughs> But uh, you impart some of those flavors in there to to bring some excitement and like like those are two really both cherry and lime are really distinct uh, flavors that that can kind of burst through that yep. beer. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite combinations. So when's that one due to, due to come out? Um, probably going to be about four to five weeks. I would. Think. Yeah, we're looking to brew next week with that. Yeah. We okay. already we already got the ingredients. So mm-hmm. yeah. what are you guys doing for fruit? Uh, we've been using aseptic puree for the okay. most part. You know, we're a smaller brewery. We have a ten barrel system, so um, we don't. A lot of times, if you're going to work with fresh fruit, I'm I'm coming to realize you need to have established relationships. Which you know, I'm three years into a commercial brewing career, so still working on getting no farmers around the area. So farmers, if you're listening, bring me some fruit. <laughs> Are um, you guys using like Oregon fruit or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty standard. It is. It's reliable. It's consistent. They've got a good range of products, good uh, competitive price. There's a couple other companies out there that we source from occasionally, but we are able to source it very conveniently through our suppliers. So, um, yeah, that's what we've been using for the most part. And it's it's easy and it's it's um, consistent is the main thing. We know we're going to get something yeah. good from them. Sure. Consistency is like a big it. deal. Yeah. And organ fruit. Send me free fruit if you'd like. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. So I'm opening up. Your kids are going to love it. Okay. Yep. So we've been having some fun Is this with our from names. the Back to the Future series. Good job. Good job. Yes, it's for the children. You know, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> not like Wu Tang. Twenty one and yeah, up kids. About the about the children. It's funny you mentioned that. You don't you don't want your beers tasting like a soda or something like that. We um, recently took the kids to Olive Garden as a almost like a jokey type thing because they'd never been. <laughs> Ironic meals out. <laughs> we do this with our children. Is yes. Applebee's next? Uh, it's been discussed, but I believe Outback is next on the list. So I still ride for Outback, by the way. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Outback still got it. And uh, you know what? As we discussed a couple podcasts ago, Olive Garden still has it. Yeah. I mean, they have breadsticks. breadsticks. I mean, yeah, yeah, it still gets it done. And when you're there, you're like family. Yes, this is true. (laughs) So my kids wanted root beer. And they said, yeah, we stopped selling root beer. And I went, Why? She's like, yeah, didn't happen at this store, but it happened in another Olive Garden where somebody had handed them a "Not Your Father's" root beer. I remember that. That was like <laughs> well, what, that's five what or I, six years ago. But that's when what that I beer said. Was that thing was actually out? And I said, oh, I remember reading that it happened at an Applebee's where a kid got a "Not Your Father's" root beer because it looks exactly the same as any other root beer and it has root beer on it, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I didn't hear about that. I just know it happened at one of our stores, and we then made the decision to stop selling bottled root beer. Straight up, I was like, "Oh, okay, well, good, good call on that one." Yeah. So there is an element. Bring of these... it back, since not your father's <laughs> yeah. is not even around. Well, I know, I know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I guess it doesn't exist anywhere, does it? I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't it seen forever. It. Yeah, I remember that was like the hot thing for like a. Uh, I haven't been looking. I think but it I does seen. exist, but it, Let's it gives it me heartburn. Yeah. So I'd rather just pour some rum in regular root beer. Yeah, and just yeah, have that's, that. yeah. That's the way to go about it. That's the way to go about it. Captain Morgan's. Well, no, I go Admiral Nelson because admirals outrank captains. And it's half the price. Jeez. <laughs> that actually kind of so, makes sense. Lady, that's my theory. Lady Back. Bly is just as good. I don't know if you drink Lady Bly. But I usually go Barbosa or Admiral <laughs> Nelson, whichever has the free T-shirt in it. <laughs> Anything oh. that comes with a free glass. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, it's the classy stuff. So back <laughs> anyway, to, back to your, your kids are going to love it. 
So this is not for your kids. When they're 21. Well, yeah, you can hold it. You can't age it till they're 21, though, right? No. Marvin Berry. No. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you- uh, so This is a West Coast-inspired session IPA. All right. Um, West Coast being, it's going to be- uh, very hop driven, not oh yeah, not meant to be malty in any way, and dry, very dry and crisp. But it still has a nice body on it. Yeah, it does. We put uh, some carapils in there that helped it to maintain that body. Yeah, shout out to Mike Menescalco and Mike Smith of the Canes Cast. This is crispy. Yes, it's indeed. Good for all the crispy boys. Yeah, it's 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 delicious. You you guys were down what last week or the week mm-hmm. before, uh, stopping in at the brewery, and you brought this with you, and we got to taste it, and I was excited. I was excited that to that you were bringing it back. What's mm-hmm. the ABV on this? Like four eight or something? Four, four six. six? Mm-hmm. Four six. Yeah. Very very great. Sessions. Great body. It is hop forward, but it's balanced. I guess that carapils is doing its job of adding enough sweetness in there, so it's not mm-hmm. just hop water. Right. Just to touch me is it's. Uh, can't remember if it was the is the extra pale pilsner malt basically. Yeah. I think it's called right. a lager malt. Yeah. So yeah, uh, use that, and then uh, it's dry hopped with uh, bitter gold and azaka are the tops. Bitter gold was a first timer for us. That bitter gold you were talking—that's a—that's a relatively new. I don't know if it's, it's new, new or not. It's, it's new, new to, to me. Um, it was suggested by a supplier when I was out of Citroen, and I will say, it's, oh, it, I remember this story now. If you're gonna if you're gonna use it for Citra, you're gonna have to get creative and blend something else. It's not quite Citra by any means, but I would I'd put it more in the category of Amarillo, where it's citrusy and piney. Um, and then the Azaka obviously brings a nice pineapple-y punch to this with a little citrus, too. This beer really really goes through some changes as it warms up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Because I had it much warmer, and it was a different beer. Both mm-hmm. were great, but it was that pineapple really shines through right now. Because uh-huh. yep. I think when I tasted it earlier, I was saying it was a little more grassy. and Resin spice grass. Resinous, yeah. yeah. It was, so that's fun. So, uh, you know, since since we're... We always do our segment of the show, Who Recommends What, mm-hmm. right, Joe? Um, I recommend stopping by Compass Rose and getting yourself one of these. Your kids are going to love it. Absolutely. And That's since the name it's of the beer. Your kids are not going to love it. No, you get one of those beers called Your Kids yes. Are Going to Love It. That's what you get. That's what you get. For you, not your kids. Right. Yeah. It's very important. No, it is. It's absolutely delicious. And my favorite thing about a well-made session IPA, you can have a couple of them. Absolutely. You're not... You're not worried about having too much if you have two of them, like six, seven, eight percent IPA. Right, and it's got a, and it's very full of flavor. That's mainly why we make them. Yeah, Uh, you know, we had a lot of customer requests because for a while we had two IPAs that were kind of mainstays, and they were higher in ABV. But people told us they actually wanted to drink more, Mm -hmm. and that that made us happy. So we made them. A beer that they can drink all night long. Remember when Session IPAs first started coming out? Yes. Most of, most of those original ones aren't even made. Like, I remember um, New Belgium had Slow Ride. Yeah. And I loved that beer. I loved it. Uh, Pinner was, of course, one yes. from Oscar Blues. That's the one like that really that. stuck around. Those yeah. two came out about the same time. But a lot of local folks tried to come out with something. And not just local, but North Carolina-based. And some of them stuck, and some of them just didn't. And the ones that didn't couldn't find the body that this beer has. It, it's, and that's the one thing that's really matured uh, with this style throughout time is just bringing up uh, more of that mouthfeel mm-hmm. and, and balance with some, some actual sweetness so it's not just hops and water. 
Right. Yeah. That's for us. It's a really balanced uh, or a nuanced <clears throat> style as, as far as writing the recipe, because if you go too hard on it, it's going to be aggressively bitter and undrinkable for something that you want to be able to drink easily. And if you go too, go too low on it, it's not going to feel and taste like an IPA. Um, so you're trying to find that balance between American Pale Ale and IPA IPA. Yeah. Um, now, what do you guys do for this? It's 4.6%. Are you doing any bittering additions, or is it all Whirlpool and Dry Hop? Um, if I remember correctly, we just did a small 60-minute... Actually, no, it had a first wort and a 60-minute. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But we Which were just is very careful small with Small charges, It's got to be very but small. just enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's... Um, we... Our first... Uh, we did our first session IPA release, I think it was two years ago. My first year, I was still getting a feel for the system. Um, and it came out fine. Um, I'm trying to remember what that one was called now. I can't even remember. Low Tide, I believe. No, that was the most recent one. Local Noon. And then Low Tide is the one we did last year, um, which is the same base as this. That's where we got the bitterness and the body down. Mm -hmm. And the hopping was good on it. That was a popular beer, but us being, um, who we are, we like to experiment with hops all the time. So we're like, all right, we're going to take the same base and just like we do with our sours and our hazies, throw some new hops on it because we knew where we'd be comfortable on the bitterness. I really, I and I'm not saying this just because you guys are here. I really love this. I, I really, Thanks, really man. like this beer. Thanks. Just to clarify, um, when we're talking about hopping, mm-hmm. for those who aren't familiar with sure. with with brewing and or haven't listened to this for a while, um, hops add bitterness. Yes. Bitterness is balance, balances beers. IPAs are hop-forward beers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so beer 101 right there. When you're talking about bittering units um bro units <laughs> when we're talking about your hop additions right you said there's a first there's a first wort right yes there's a first word addition and yes. then there's a 60 minute so basically when you're hopping you're counting backwards uh, yeah yeah and countdown yeah okay so if you have a 90 minute boil and you have a 60 minute addition that means 30 minutes into that boil right when there's 60 minutes left right you are adding hops so the yeah. earlier the easiest thing to remember the earlier that you are adding hops, the more bitterness is going to be imparted into that beer. Yes. From the hops, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The later, the more aroma is going to go into that. Yeah, the, the heat isomerizes beer. the alpha acids, which creates the bitterness. And yes. That's as sciencey as I can possibly get. Sure. Because I don't have a Well, <laughs> I want to keep it, I want to just keep it as yeah, simple as absolutely. possible. And, and then when you dry hop something, it's when that that beer's finished. It's on the cold side of things. On the cold side of things, meaning it's 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 through fermentation usually, and then you are adding more hops, which is correct. And that's all flavor and aroma. aroma. Yeah, so you know, you boil it more than twenty minutes, you're not going to get much flavor and aroma, with the exception of first wort hops, which there's a theory behind that that somehow the aromatics attach to proteins before you boil it, and somehow they hang around till the end. Unproven. So when you're doing first wort, that's before the boil. Starts. That's during not during, uh, during mash during, out. Yeah. 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 Kettle About two bar- two barrels or so into the loudering, mm-hmm. and we just go ahead and dump them in, and it smells really good for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's for sure. Quick side note: IBUs. Yes. I heard uh, it referenced. Nobody on. talks about IBUs anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. It used, it used to be the hot it's, thing. It's how, not. How not a thing. It's how, how hazy is this? Beer? Exactly. How juicy is it? Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I saw somebody refer to the acronym as Inquisitive Bothering Units. I thought that was mm, hilarious. That's a good one. We actually yeah. had one of my one of my, one of of my my sales guys was, had, was in front of a buyer, and the woman asked, uh, the buyer asked, doesn't matter the gender, the buyer asked uh, how many IBUs were in the beer. Mm. 
and like he's like, I haven't been asked that question in forever. <laughs> he like text the brewer. <laughs> nobody asked. Well, I remember that. going to you go to a brewery or a bottle shop. It would tell you what the IBU was on a chalkboard, right? Because brew units, right? Because the higher that's what people were chasing. I mean, it's useful information. I mean, I guess it's useful information to those who know what to do with the information. Right. But How about some that? people were not using it as useful information. It was just, oh man, how close to hundred are you? Yes, it's like hundred twenty, man. Yeah, it's like the it's like the show that I've been watching with my kids called Hot Ones, the where they eat chicken wings. Oh, oh yeah, I've on the, seen that on the Scoville scale, okay. which is how they measure the hotness of mm-hmm. a pepper, and you know. The whole thing is about you know how hot you can get, which of course is what you brag about. Of course, that's not the point of this show. The point is the show is pain. So maybe that's the next evolution. You guys can start up a game show where you go so incredibly happy with something that you lose vision. So, mm. See if we can hurt somebody. Basically, yeah. I mean these guys were in tears. They were like throwing up <laughs> while winning money, mind you. But I, I, I highly recommend watching this show. It is amazing. People watching. I mean, I know what it feels like because I've. Touched my tongue or with my with my finger wet with some hop extract. That was, oh, that was a mistake. So, boy, yeah. what happened there? It's ex- intensely peppery. It's terrible. Actually, no, it's, it's actually terrible. spicy. Um, Interesting from the pepperiness. Yeah. It's yeah. Hot. Last time I tried something like that. Remember the one chip challenge a few years ago yeah. or two years ago, where it was uh, a Dorito essentially coated in Carolina Reaper dust. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sure. No thanks. And uh, the fo- yeah, they were it was making the rounds with football players and whatnot, and they were just in mm. tears. There was one news anchor who <laughs> doubled over with it. You good over there? I'm good. I I'm just pouring a haze boy, and I poured enough of it. You did. <laughs> I just did that for Justin to laugh. It's, it's a dank one. <laughs> Super dank. But yeah, I got I had, it, I had really, it is a little skunky. I had real serious <laughs> hiccups and a lot of the fun stuff. All right, so you got the haze boy out. Yes. The equivalent of the chonky boy. This is I'm your density. <laughs> I'm, I'm another another back to the yes, future it reference. Is. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We've been on a kick with movie and TV references okay. lately, so it's been kind of fun. Um, so yeah, this one uh, we did one before this. Another uh, movie inspired beer called I'm Your uh, I Like Money, which is also uh, still on tap. I Like Money was made with Belma, uh, Amarillo, and Meridian, so it was very fruity, more delicate. This beer was made with Idaho 7. I love Idaho 7. Me too. Comet, <laughs> Comet Hop Hash, which is literally hash of hops. And then um, the one I forgot. Lotus? I, Lotus, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's known for orange and vanilla notes. Um, I, so you're going to get orange, vanilla, some tropical definitely. notes from the Comet, some citrus, and then a lot of heady, resinous, dank familiar herbal notes from that Idaho 7 yeah yeah this is a completely different experience than the last beer Mm -hmm. but it's very enjoyable I'm glad you said it's got all those flavors mm -hmm. I enjoy Um, it's not it's not what I'd call thick with two C's yes Um, yeah there's no lactose this for a hazy beer it has incredibly clean flavor thanks Um, it is it is dry mm-hmm. and uh, really love all the flavors. Yeah, the only sweetness is a fruity sweetness implied by the hops. It's not actually sweet on the finish, as you notice. But okay, yeah. Yeah, we wanted to bring this because, he, as we know, that you're I'll not. Take your it's word amazing for it. how that vanilla comes through, though. Yeah. As soon as you said Lotus it, I was is like, really yeah, that's what fun. I it was tasting. Lotus is really fun. Yeah. So it's fun, been, you can't so even remember the name so of it. So there's vanilla on this? <laughs> Straight up creamsicle. Um, yeah, it's so the, the vanilla notes are from the hops, yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blame the Sudafed. Yeah, it's probably right. tough for you to detect. Yeah, but so it's a very subtle thing, is what you're saying. It's it's an underlying creaminess to it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, the most yeah. prominent thing is that big herbal pop and some pineapple oh, yeah. notes. Yeah, cool. It is 
Oh, that's dry. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. 6%. Yeah. Fully attenuated. Yeah. About the percentages, um, going back to that session that you had poured earlier, you know, with what you guys are trying to be and people hanging out, parties, mm-hmm. you know, you're there for a couple hours. You do have to have stuff there that you can have multiple of, right? I mean, is that right. something that goes, does that inform what you want to make? We always, when we are looking to add another recipe to the menu, we always like to take a look at the menu. It's like, all right, what do we have and what are we going to have, you know, three, four weeks from now when this comes out mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we have a good balance on the list of styles and colors and flavors and uh, alcohol. Yeah, so alcohol is definitely a big part. We don't want to have people walk in and they can't get anything under 6%. So we always want at least two or three beers under six, preferably mm-hmm. one under five, if not two. But Sorry, I just went back to safety. Cool. No worries, man. I went back to your kids are going <laughs> to love it. Yeah. Both, both are excellent. Thanks. But this is a matter of personal preference. Everybody oh, knows absolutely. this. I'm... I'm that guy when it comes to not wanting the mm-hmm. hazy stuff. But for a hazy beer, I thought it was fantastic. Thanks. I think your geography, and I say this because I can relate, mm-hmm. um, kind of works against you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're not really, I don't want to say you're off the beaten path, because you, you, where you are. are still, you're still near downtown. Mm-hmm. You're near things. You're not close to things, right? <laughs> right, right. And um, I think once people find you guys, yep. They're pretty pleased with what they, what they come across. We'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah, and and you've 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 done a great job since you've been there. Just um, I don't want to say modernizing, but but staying current with not only trends but just just solid solid beers. Thanks, much appreciate. Yeah, and uh, no, I I was thrilled after we we left that that first on location a couple of years ago. I was like, man, this is some really really solid stuff. Now back then. Uh, just, I want to revisit and see where you are now. Back then, you were doing uh, seasonal or quarterly, basically saisons. Uh, yes. Um, you're still doing that, or some, somewhere close? We are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I think I ordered your black saison mm-hmm. for one of the yep, one the of the black saisons a couple now. weeks ago. Adriana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what else do you have going on? I mean, you brought the 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 fun, trendy stuff, but yeah. what other just solid beers that people might not think are as glamorous or sexy right now, but you're really proud of that that people need to know about? Well, one that's more traditional uh, is our triple, which is Devil's Demise. Um, that's about a 10% triple, depending on the batch. There's a little bit of variance here and there, but we'll probably stay around that 10% point. It's a pretty traditional um, triple in the sense that it's very malty, uh, but very dry on the finish. It's one where you first start to drink it, and that boozy, malty sweetness gets you at first, but then it finishes dry. Um, and it's uh, a little dangerously easy to drink, as a triple should be. Yeah. Um, but we took last year's batch and uh, put half of it in uh, barrels that, they're bourbon barrels that have been used twice, basil Hayden barrels, but we rinsed them out so the bourbon character is not to be expected in sure. this. Um, and then put 10 barrels worth in to these bourbon barrels along with some Britannomyces, mm. so the wild yeast, and um, are very much looking forward to that releasing probably within the next four to eight weeks, I'm thinking. Um, and that's going to be a really special beer. Um, and then also uh, our, our uh, Imperial Stout that we do every year, Santa Stash, that's a big one that people look forward to. We're going to be barrel aging that again this year. And uh, we're, we're along the lines of a uh, s'more-inspired variant this year. Mm. We always change the, the flavoring of that one out each year. So, um, yeah, that's two things. Um, one thing, since you mentioned, uh, you know, where we're at and, you know, our, you know, 
drawing people to us the first time is, you know, as you indicated, the challenge. Uh, once they come, they start coming back. Um, one thing that we've changed on the taproom side of things this year is we are going to have food seven days now. And we've actually partnered with the Cow in the Oak food truck, one of our closest food truck partners. Food truck. Excellent food, especially if you love anything smoky and meat related. Mm-hmm. That, um, their mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that too. <laughs> Grilled cheeses. Mac and cheese stuff. with bacon chunks in it. Yeah. Anthony and Matt Robb and their crew, they're great guys. And they run a good show with uh, also um, the Wandering Moose. But it's mainly going to be the Cow in the Oak, I think, is going to be our permanent food truck, more or less, at least, I think, five days a week, if not seven at yeah, some I point. Think, I think Wednesday through Sunday, uh-huh. uh, Monday, Tuesday, if we have something going on. Mm hmm. Yep, and then we're uh, also offering lunch. Even, they're there to serve lunch even on the days we don't open until 3. They're set up outside serving lunch to the neighboring businesses. So um, That's exciting if you yeah. work that way. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the key there is having good food and dependable people behind that truck, and we have sure. that with those guys. Um, so we expect that to create some more return business, people developing the habit of having some lunch or some dinner with, you know, the specials. We're running wing specials where you can get a dozen wings for 13 bucks. Uh, they have a hot dog day, a burger day, a taco day, so they're keeping the variety. It's not the same thing every day, um, but still some consistent repeatability. So, yeah. So before we say goodbye, what should people be looking forward to? I know you've been talking about your variants, but any sort of other events that might be coming up that people want to check out? Anniversary, as I said, is in mm-hmm. May. Um, between now and then, I know we have something. Is uh, Mardi Gras is going on now? I'm not a big Mardi Gras guy, but I know that we have Mardi Gras things going on. Um, you know, more of a Marty McFly fan, huh? <laughs> yeah, as you can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a certain thing that happens with beads that I'm a fan of. Uh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Now yeah, we're talking. That might happen, actually. I don't know. <laughs> but, so yes, there's going to be some Mardi Gras events and some other. Uh, uh, we the oh yeah music bingo is something that we've been doing and I think we're switching back to regular bingo. We kind of got off the music bingo, making sure that we weren't stepping on any legal uh, yeah. faux uh, pas. Yeah, I, think we, I think we just decided to you do mix alcohol. Y- yeah, Let's yeah. Both. You mix alcohol and, and gambling, people get a little uh, uh, skittish. But mm. either way, we we cleared ourselves with the lawyer, so we are back to regular bingo, I believe. But um, weekly events uh, and and lots of seasonal stuff coming up. So cool. very cool. Well. Drop on by, check out all those things out, and uh, maybe have your own birthday party while you're there, rather than just being invited to one. Yeah, and let's let's re- let's revitalize that tech mobile thing. Yes, so, no, we we definitely trust me. That is on a list of things that I've been wanting to do. Just got to get the right people to, uh, to pay attention next. Time. Mm. Just saying. Anyway, uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast. Reminder: you can listen to our podcasts other podcasts on the capital broadcasting podcast network we got our friends over at wine and dandy from mix 101.5 we got wrl out and about with kathy well, speaking of video games we might have to do the thing that wrl yeah, out and about they threw wants down to do. that challenge and she wants to left it alone yeah like a super smash brothers type thing oh that's fun she, she was like games that have been made this century i was like fine what does that mean fine she's our age i know i know she wants to play Super Smash Brothers. I've never played Super Smash Brothers. It's really easy. Just hit buttons. It's fun. Isn't yeah, Tech Mobile's way I better? I played it when I it was agree. better, and it was called Rampage. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Fine. Classic. Anyway, all those are found on the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Uh, what do we got going on next week? We're on location next we week. We are right? on location. Next two weeks, we're on location. That's right. Uh, next week, we're going to be at Linwood. Okay. I'm knocking out three birds with one stone next week. All right. Podcast, collab brew, and drinking hubris. Oh. So like that huh? three birds one stone i like it i like it then yeah then we'll be out in greensboro uh and high we, point actually well i'll be in greensboro i will make a trek to high point i'll be coming back from Asheville, and uh oh yeah 
I was just there too, as we talked about. And uh, we'll talk with Brown Truck while we're out there. So be on the lookout for those podcasts coming up in the next few weeks. Until then, later. Cheers. See ya. You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with host Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast.